Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, Matthew 11, Jesus is speaking and there's a moment where we get a, a little look into a prayer. And anytime that Jesus prays to the Father, I feel like we need to take note. I feel like we need to be watching and we get a little look into what I think is an incredible relationship and we can see so much about God through these prayers. Example of that is the high priestly prayer in John, but here is another example right here in verse 25 of Matthew 11. It says, at that time, Jesus prayed this prayer. He said, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those, and I want you to underline this, who think themselves wise and clever who think themselves wise and clever, circle the word wise, and for receiving, uh, sorry, revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do this way. And he turns and he starts talking to those around him. He says, my father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the son except the father. And no one truly knows the father except the son and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And I love what it says here. And you will find rest for your souls. Who feels like a bit of rest coming for their souls in 2021 is a good thing. You will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. I want to preach part four of our series that we're in right now called The Greatest Year of My Life. This is the title part four, Wise and Rested. Wise and Rested. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you. Holy Spirit, we need you. God, we thank you so much for your word today. Thank you that it speaks life into us, it breathes life into us. And we thank you that you're gonna speak powerfully through your word and you already are moving in our lives. And God, we thank you for everything that's happening right now as a church and everything we're stepping into this year. We truly believe that this is gonna be the greatest year of our lives, not because of anything we're doing, but because of what you are doing in our lives, the way that you are coming in and working out your purpose through us. In Jesus' name, we all said... Amen. I'm loving this series and I just want to go back to one of the first passages we read at the beginning of this year was Isaiah 52 and verse 12. Look at what it says. I want to speak this into you. I want you to receive it for your own life. But it says this, For you shall not go out in haste. Think about your year ahead. You shall not go out in haste. You shall not go in flight. For the Lord will go before you. It says, he will go before you and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. Here's the truth about 2021. Is that God has already gone before you. God has already stepped out ahead of you. He's in your future, but guess what? He's also here today. So this year is gonna be an awesome year because God's already there, but He's also here. But the Bible says the God of Israel, the protector of Israel, the deliverer of Israel, 
God's people is also your rear guard, protecting you, keeping you safe, helping you move forward in a good way. I'm believing this year, 2021, as we, look, as we decide to look through a faith lens, that we truly can have the greatest year of our lives because it's a shift in perspective. It's coming your way. I think this year is an opportunity to tell the enemy, stay out of my life. Stay out of my way because I'm choosing to go God's way this year. And we've been, this has kind of been our mantra for the series and I'd love for you to write it down if you haven't already, but let's never let the level of our experience determine the level of our faith. Because here's the thing about experiences, it always brings you lower. Have you ever noticed that? It always brings you back to what you know. It always brings you down to what you've already experienced. And that's what experience is. I think there's something about experience we can give God the glory for. But as we look forward to the year, faith looks upwards. Faith looks ahead. Faith looks at possibility. Faith looks at opportunity that God could bring into my world. And I wanna encourage you to take that perspective this year. From the outset, and we've been talking about keys, about how we can have a great year in 2021. And I believe with God in our future, God in our today, God as our rear guard, how could it be a bad year as we put our focus on Him in Jesus' Name? So where have we come from in this series? Well, part one was giving God the glory. If we're going to start anywhere, let's start there. Give God the glory, but also don't do life alone. Don't allow isolation to frame your world. Uh, the second part was, so give God the glory. Second part was live according to the Word. So give God the glory, live according to the Word. Choose the right atmospheres. Choose the right atmospheres. If you need to, change up the atmospheres this year. I talked about worship environments. Do you remember me talking about worship atmospheres, how we can create them in our world? It's actually something I forgot to give you that I'd love to give you right now. We've actually have created a, a playlist uh, that you can stream in Spotify I want to put it up there. That's what it's called. So if you want to write that down, Colonial 2K21. That is our worship playlist that our team, our worship team who I think, I mean, I'm biased, but I think they're amazing, um, leading us in worship every single week. But hey, listen to me. They're not just a Sunday deal. These guys are the real deal living it out all week, worshiping. And um, they've created this playlist that we can actually, it's public, you can subscribe to it. And why don't you just put it on? in your environment, wherever you're at, home, office, uh, home office, uh, which is 2021, um, but wherever you're at. So just wanted to add that in there because I forgot to mention it in part two. Part three was listen to God's voice and limit all the other voices in your life. And I love that the storehouse, we sold like a ton of uh, Nathan Finocchio's book, Hearing God. So I love that because people receive the message and are taking it further, which is awesome. So give God the glory, live according to the word, Listen to the voice of God. And the next key is this, walk with wisdom. Walk with wisdom. Do you wanna have a great year in 2021? You wanna have the greatest year you've ever had? I believe we need to walk with wisdom and make a choice to walk and to use God's wisdom in our lives. What is wisdom? Is wisdom good experience? Is it some strategy that some consultant gives us or is it? Is it something else? See, wisdom is absolutely incredible, but there's actually two types of wisdom. And in James, James tells us what they are. In James 3 in verse 13, it says, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and 
be false to the truth. Listen, look at this, verse 15. This is not wisdom that comes from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. So there's two types of wisdom. There's the wisdom that comes up from the earth, which is, again, comes from experience, comes from worldly things, comes from the world. And James calls that earthly and demonic, unspiritual. But there's wisdom that comes from heaven that is meant and intended to be part of our lives. And that's the wisdom that God wants us to have. In fact, the Bible talks about wisdom being the most important thing for us to pursue and for us to have. Let me show you a few verses about wisdom for your life this year. Proverbs 2 and verse 1 says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight, if you raise your voice for understanding, you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures, then you will understand. Look at this the fear of the Lord. Wisdom is the pathway to understanding God. Wisdom is a pathway to understanding God's heart and find the knowledge of God for the Lord gives wisdom. From His mouth come knowledge and understanding. Look at this. He stores up wisdom for the upright. God's got a storage facility in heaven of wisdom for you. All you got to do is access it. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice. I love this. And watching over the way of his saints. You and me, God's people. Uh, so that's Proverbs 2. Look at Proverbs 3, verse 13 to 18. It says, Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding, for the gain from her is better then gain from silver and a profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels. This is wisdom. And nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand and in her left hand are riches and honour. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. I love this. And all her paths are peace. That's wisdom. Wisdom from heaven. Wisdom from above. Wisdom that's available that it says God stores up for you and for me. But you know, wisdom is actually a gifting of the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? Wisdom is actually a gifting of the Holy Spirit. When Paul is talking to the church in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I'm gonna read it in a moment, but he's going through the list. He's, he's listing out the varieties of gifts, the, the, the long list of gifts that come from the Spirit. Look at it in verse four of 1 Corinthians 12. This is for the Apostle Paul. He says, now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. In other words, the Holy Spirit is intended and the gifts of the Holy Spirit are intended for all of us. So that's the whole purpose of having the Holy Spirit in your life is He blesses you, but He works through you to bless others. Amen? But look what it says in verse 8. It says, for one, look at the very first spiritual gift. For to one is given through the Spirit, the utterance, of wisdom. The first spiritual gift is wisdom. It's the preeminent thing God is saying. James 3 and verse 17, but the wisdom from above, look at this, is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Wisdom is amazing. And there is a lot to wisdom. I believe this year, God wants you to have as much wisdom as you are willing to go for. 
Wisdom is powerful. It's given by the Spirit and God wants to give it to us. But how do we get wisdom? See, because you, you could be in here, maybe you recently made a decision for Jesus. God bless you, you're in the best place possible. But you're in here like, that sounds awesome. Wisdom sounds amazing. How do I get it? Well, I've got three ways for us to get wisdom real quick. The first is we've got to treasure wisdom. We've got to treasure it. Look at what it says again in Proverbs 2. Look at verse 2, my son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments, wisdom's commandments with you. In other words, apply some value to this stuff. Understand how valuable it is. Proverbs says, above all else, go for wisdom. It says, for the gain from her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold. Far more precious than jewels. Nothing you can desire can compare with her. Long life in the right hand, left hand are riches and honour. In other words, money is good, but wisdom is better. Money's good, but, tell, but the Bible says wisdom's better. Better than silver, better than gold, more precious than jewels. So the first thing we've got to understand is we've got to treasure it. We've got to understand its value. And if you've never heard this kind of teaching before, can I just encourage you, wisdom is valuable for you and for me. So the first thing we've got to do is we've got to treasure it. Second thing we've got to do is we've got to pray for it. Verse three, yes, if you call out for insight, raise your voice for understanding. In other words, pray, call out, ask for it this year, 2021. You might be facing big challenges, looking at down the barrel of something big. Can I just encourage you? This is your moment. This is your time. When, you, when you're praying to say, God, I'm facing something big. Help me, give me wisdom. I need it. I'm raising my voice for understanding in Jesus' Name. We're gonna pray for it. It doesn't just drop in your lap. I wish it did, but it doesn't. You gotta pray for it. And then the final thing we gotta do if you wanna get wisdom is you gotta pursue it. You gotta pursue it. James 1 and verse 5, just going back in my notes just for a second because this is important. This is what James says, the half-brother of Jesus. Look what he says. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. God gave me a picture of this when I was preparing this message. It was like this massive warehouse, like this huge warehouse that just had no end to it. Like literally, I saw the start of the warehouse and it just kept going. He said, that's my storage of wisdom available for people. But not many people come looking. He says, if any of you lack wisdom, go get it. God gives it generously. Have as much as you want. You ever seen those cooking shows where it's like a competition and at the beginning of it, they have to go get their stuff from the, from the shelves? Picture that, but it just never ends. As much as you could ever need, God's going to give it to you. I love it if you could write this down. Wisdom doesn't come by chance. It comes by asking. Wisdom, it doesn't come by chance. You don't win the lottery and just end up with wisdom. You know, or just happen to be in a good season, meet a good person, and then all of a sudden you're wise. It comes by asking, by saying, God, I've got this big thing ahead. Give me wisdom. Give me wisdom in Jesus' name. So we're going to pray for it. We're going to sorry, treasure it, pray for it, but we're going to ask for it. And finally, we're going to seek it, pursue it. Proverbs 2 and verse 4, if you seek it like silver and search for it 
as for hidden treasures. So my question is, this year, are you going to go for it? Are you going to go for wisdom? Are you going to step out and find it? Are you going to search for it? Because the Bible says it's searchable and you can search for it and you can go get it. This year needs to be a year of just, for some of you, just getting around wise people. You know, if you get around a wise person, it has an amazing way of just getting on you and in you. It's like spiritual osmosis. It says Proverbs 13 and verse 23. Sorry, Proverbs 13 and verse 20. Says he who walks with wise men, look at this, will be wise. It doesn't say he who walks with wise men might become wise, or if you just happen to be lucky and get the person on a right day. It says if you walk with with a wise man, you will be wise. But the companion of fools will be destroyed. You know, when it comes to our church and leading our church, I get I get people from time to time saying, "How, how can I pray for you? How can, how, can, how can we be praying for you and Jill as you lead our church? And the number one thing I always ask for, the first thing I say is this, I need wisdom. I need wisdom. I don't ask for more money for our church. That's not my first priority. It's not, um, you know, can I be, become more spiritual? It's literally, I need more wisdom. I want to make good choices. I want God to, to help me make good choices. I want to make sure we get this right. How do you get things right? Wisdom helps you get things right. If you're in business today, can I just encourage you? You need to be in wisdom. You need to be in the Proverbs because it literally has instruction for you to run your life and it's powerful. So number one, we've got to walk in wisdom this year. Let's be people that understand its value. Let's be people that understand its power. Let's be people that understand, man, if I can get some wisdom in my life, things are going to work out well. So the first is we've got to walk with wisdom. And this is my practical point because I'm doing one spiritual, one practical. The second is this, we've got to learn to take a break. 2021, walk in godly wisdom, but also learn to take a break. Learn to take a break. I want to teach for a moment on Sabbath. Is that okay? I just want to take a moment. I want to teach about Sabbath. And if you don't know what that means, it's okay. It just means rest. God has given us rest in our lives. But here's the thing about this year. I want 2021 to be a breakthrough year for you, not a year that breaks you. I want it to be a year that is a breakthrough year for you, not a year because you're doing so much, it breaks you. But we've got to learn to take a break. We've got to learn to rest. We've got to learn to do what it says in Matthew 11. Let me read it to you again, this time in the message. I love what it says. It says this, uh, this is Jesus speaking. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Maybe 2020, it was just a year of being tired and just worn out by life. It says, are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. I'm just going to go ahead and say that you need a Sabbath rest in 2021. And I'm not just talking about a last minute vacation when you have so many stress cracks in your life, you're just willing to drop all this money just to get away to be on the beach or whatever. You actually have to implement this in your life. It has to be a rhythm to it. When God created the world, He spoke, He spoke, He exhaled. And then it says that after He he was done working, He rested. And here's the truth for us today as New Testament, New new Covenant believers is we work from a place of rest. See, we work from the finished work of the cross. As God has finished working, that's where we pick up our rest. But can I just encourage you, let's not be people that are constantly lacking rest. God never meant for you to live that way. So I wanted, if I could, just to give you three Sabbath principles, 
Three Sabbath principles. They're easy to remember. In fact, one of them is remember. (laughs) But they're three principles that Jill and I and our family, we live by these when it comes to Sabbath. If you don't know this, you haven't heard me talk about this, that's okay. But every single week, Friday afternoon, three o'clock to Saturday afternoon, about the same time, we Sabbath every single week. Maybe you just need to hear me say this. You need to schedule rest. It actually needs to be in your calendar and you need to stick to it. Schedule rest. Have it scheduled. But I wanted to give you three principles and this is why we Sabbath. The first is this, rest. The people of God were ordered not to work. God thought it to be so important that in the Mosaic law, there is a provision where God says, one day you will not work. So we've got to understand that God wants us to rest because God knows we need a rest. God knows you need a rest. You can't work seven days a week. You can't work every single day. God wants you to take a rest. We have to stop working so that God can move. We have to stop working so God can do what God needs to do. There's two reasons that God implemented rest into His people's lives. The first is this. It's to rest from a place of His working. So what did He do? He worked for six days and then He rested. That's where we pick up the story. So He wanted us to rest, but He also wanted us to understand His provision on the day of rest so that we wouldn't work so much that we were like, oh man, I've got to provide for myself. I've got to get all, everything I need. You know, God made a provision in your life so He could make provision for you. Do you trust God enough to leave the emails for a day? Do you trust God enough to leave the office or the home office? Do you trust God enough to put down the cell phone, to not take the work calls, to stop the project, to leave the job site? Do you trust God that when you pick the laptop back up, the tools or whatever it is, that there will still be work and business and sales and income coming your way? Because this is the power of Sabbath rest. It's saying, God, I trust you to bring into my life exactly what I need. So I will take a rest knowing that you will take care of me. But we've got to rest. We've got to stop. 2021 needs to be a year where we have a break from time to time. You have to stop. You can't do it all the time. You know what I learned really quickly when I got this into my life is the world keeps going even when I rest. The world just keeps turning even when I decide not to work. And it's amazing how God keeps blessing me. God keeps providing even when I rest. That's the point of rest is that God wants to show you His power. He wants to show you His provision. I like what it says in Proverbs 13 and verse 33. It says, wisdom, which we just talked about, look at this. Wisdom rests in the heart of a man of understanding. Even wisdom. Wisdom will work with you as you take a rest. In the heart of a man of understanding, but it makes itself known even in the midst of fools. So the first principle is we've got to rest. We've got to stop work. The second rule is we've got to replenish. This is what Sabbath is about. It's about replenishing, spending time off, taking time off, allowing yourself to be filled up. Allow the people and the things that God has already put in your world to refuel you for the week ahead. When I got this revelation, it changed my life. The things that God put in my life are the very things He wants to use to fill me up. The very people and the things that He's put in my life are the very things that He will use to fill me up. 
In our family, like I said, Friday afternoon, that's when we start our Sabbath. It's like tools down, not working, not gonna do things that feel like work at all. I do everything I can to have my message fully done. By that time, Friday afternoon, I know it's, it's game time. It is, the, the game is ending for the week and I need to be done. I love that our team now even says to me, hey, you need to be like three o'clock on a Friday afternoon. What are you still doing here? You need to be gone, Sabbath. But I love when we, when we get ready for Sabbath, you know, in our, in our family, couch time is like sacred to us on Sabbath. And that's how normally we kick off. Even just this past week, I got the boys together. But I feel like God was saying to me, he's just like, I've given you your kids so that they fill you up. I've given you this relationship where you have with your children so they will fill you up. God has given you the very things in your life that are intended to fill you up, to, to build you back up. We have four tanks we need to fill, emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual. And I want to say something that is really important, but sounds pretty simple, but it's very important. You know, emotional tanks, they require time to fill. Physical tanks, they retire, require time to fill. Mental, same thing, requires time to fill that tank back up. Spiritual, it requires time. What time are you allowing? What time are you provisioning for? What have you got? This is why Sabbath rest is so important because one day a week resting, Sabbathing, fills the tank of our lives. This isn't an Old Testament thing either. See, there's a Sabbath rhythm that God wants you to live in your life. There's this rhythm of trust, this rhythm of knowing that He is going to give you all that you need. So we rest to replenish, but finally, remember. Write that down, remember. These are my Sabbath principles, rest, replenish, remember. What am I remembering? Well, first of all, I've stopped. Then I'm getting filled up. But all of that is allowing me to come to a place when I rest, to remember that God is at work, to remember the faithfulness of God in my life. You know, sometimes you can get so busy doing things that you forget about the main thing. You can get so busy in life doing all the things that you forget the one who's making all things happen. See, that's the thing about Sabbath rest is it helps us to stop to remember God to remember the faithfulness, to remember the things that He's given me, to remember the opportunities, to see the way He's working in my life. Even sitting down at a dinner table, having a conversation, that can be an example of a reminder from God. He's saying, hey, I'm working in your life. I'm here. But we've got to stop and we've got to replenish and we've got to remember. Remember the faithfulness of God. Team, you can join me back up here. But Hebrews 4 and verse 9 so you might be sitting there, you're like, but isn't that like a, one of the Ten Commandments? And isn't that done away with because it was part of the law? It's a rhythm that's meant to promote a relationship. Hebrews 4 and verse 9 in the NIV says, says, there is a special rest. There is a special rest waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labours, just as God did after creating the world. So let us, to do our, let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey as the people of Israel did, we will fall. See, I believe that 2021 can be a year of a breakthrough, not a year that breaks you. And if you want it to not break you, you need to take a break. I think we can find ourselves in a, 
a sense of almost false humility where we think, oh, I'm just gonna keep working because that's good. But I believe God through His Word is saying, why? I've given you this thing called rest. I've given you this rhythm to live your life by. So my question today is, are you taking it up? Are you being willing to trust God enough to put down the stuff of life and say, God, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna trust you. Because if we truly believe it all comes from God anyway, you know what? He can send you another sales call. He can send you another sale to go. He can send you a job opportunity. He can send you the resource you need. Because when we rest, God still works. So how do we have a great year next year, this year, 2021? Walk with wisdom and learn to take a break in Jesus' Name. You receive that word today. Come on, why don't you stand with me? I wanna pray for some people right now. I just love it if you could take a moment. We do this in every single service, the end of the message. But it's love for you to ask the Holy Spirit online as well. Ask the Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me through this message? How are you ministering to me? How are you speaking to me right now? And I think in the area of wisdom and the area of rest, God's gonna show you through the power of the Holy Spirit what that is straight away. If you're open and you're asking, Holy Spirit doesn't play games with us. He's not mean to us. He doesn't hold back on us. He wants to lead you into all truth. And I believe if you ask Him right now, how is this speaking to me? How can I apply this? What is this? How is this relevant for my life? He'll show you right now. I wanna pray for people specifically when it comes to wisdom. Maybe this year needs to be a year of wisdom in relationships. Maybe it's supposed to be a year where wisdom enters your finances. You start to live with margin and wisdom speaking loudest in the area of your finances. Maybe it's in work. Deciding this year, I'm gonna apply some wisdom to what I'm doing. Maybe for you, it's just like, I need to treasure wisdom. I need to make it a priority. I need to, to go after it. I need to seek it. I wanna pray for you. Maybe you're in here today and you're like, man, rest. I need to rest. I need a break. I don't take a break. I don't, I don't see rest that way. Maybe God is speaking to you about trust in His provision. So you can put the things of this world down to put focus on heaven. So what I love to do while every head is bowed, uh, head is bowed, eyes closed. If that's you today, just raise your hand. I wanna pray for you. I believe it can be a breakthrough year for you in these areas. Holy Spirit, you see hands that are raised. Spirit of God. Father, I just pray that there would be a mighty deployment of wisdom amongst your people. That you would just fill lives full of your wisdom. Wisdom, like James says, comes from above. That's beautiful, that's heavenly, that's secure, that's impartial, that has peace attached to it. God, I thank you for wisdom in our lives. God, I speak specifically for wisdom in the area of relationships, God, as we're relating to other people, God. Father, I thank you for young people that are dating. Lord, I, I just pray for wisdom right now to be deployed, Father, in that area. God, I pray for finances right now, for people that where there's a lack of wisdom, God, I pray that as people reach out, open up their lives to ask for it, thank You, God, that You do not hold back in giving us wisdom to make decisions, to, to be wise, Lord. Thank You, Father, for godly, wise people in our lives, God. If there's a need for that, Lord, I pray You'd answer that need, that You'd fill that need. In Jesus' Name, God, I pray right now for rest. Lord, help us this year to understand the power of taking a break, scheduling Sabbath, employing it in our lives, God, knowing that You provide 
that even when we choose to rest, as we choose to trust You for the provision, You're gonna bring it. So God, I speak right now for people that are overworked, that are just working, finding it hard to put down life and take up a rest. God, I pray right now that a spirit of rest would reside in people's hearts right now. In Jesus' Name. Come on, church, let's take a moment to lift, lift our hands. Let's worship God right now. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.